This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. At Bridge Farm Cafe, we always use Sarah Smith cloths. When I was at Brookfield, they only had those nasty blue and white ones. But these are a bit vintage. Like our furniture? Fallon says I have to call our cakes vintage, not stale. Sarah Smith, for the posher washer. Skip that bit up, 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 Skip that bit up, down, Skip Hello, you might recognize my voice as the long departed and rather missed Nigel in the Archers. Well, I, Graham Seed, will be joining Royville Lucy and hopefully you for dinner and drinks at the Portman Pub, 51 Upper Berkeley Street, Melbourne, London W1H7QW, from 8pm on Saturday, November the 14th. Dinner is priced at an excellent £35 for three courses, plus a £2 booking fee. So, if you would like to meet other Archer fans and me, head over to dumptydum.com and book your place now. Oh, I'll be the one in the gorilla suit. This is Dumby Dumb, the show about the reality doctor drama that's entered an Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the upgraded keeper's cottage that is Royful Brown, and with me I have the eviction notice that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our rural housing crisis, folks, is you. Now, today's Dumby Dumb is a repeat from jazz scat man Curly Sanderson, who could well be coming to the Dumby Dumb dinner this week because I don't think that Curly Sanderson is Jazz Scatman's real name. So you never know. No. Who is it? I have no idea. I don't know. It could be Dizzy Gillespie's ghost. <laughs> no, he played a trumpet or something, not Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. It could be Ornette Coleman. No, he played something else. It could be. I don't know. But I don't know who it is. But whoever it is, you're bloody funny. It's awesome. And if you are in London, if you are coming, you'll have to out yourself, sir. Yeah. So you've got your, got your dress all sorted, got your outfit sorted for next week, have you, Luce? Yeah, uh, yes. Is it, am I wearing a dress? Is it house part, is it? Okay, uh, your blouse. The blouse, yes. <laughs> nice blouse. Yes, I will be wearing right. my blouse. Your, your outfit. <laughs> no. Is that all sorted? I, don't, I won't give it a second of thought until I leave the house, I wouldn't imagine. But anyway, I'm sure you have. Have you got something elaborate? No, I haven't, actually. Oh. I, I haven't given it a moment's thought until I just said to you, have you, <laughs> have, have you got your blouse sorted, love? <laughs> well, no, is the short answer. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who's excited about coming. Who? Rachel Tollchurch. Is she? Uh, yes. I'm getting, as we speak, I'm getting notifications are flashing up saying that she's commenting about coming. Ah, Excellent. Yeah, Rachel Tolhurst, sorry. Yeah, so um, she's excited, I'm excited, you're excited, we're all excited. Now, you've got a matter of days, folks, to uh, book your places. Now, there is going to be limited space for folk to come along and just have a bit of a boozy drink with us, because uh, Angela Barnes is going to come and have a drink. Ah. So if you want to just like, turn up, you can't eat, you will be no eating our scram, but you can <laughs> have a little bit of a drink, rub shoulders with Graham. And, uh, and Lucy and see what blouse she decided to wear. <laughs> this Saturday coming, folks, the Portman, 8 o'clock, Marleybone, get yourself down there. However, if you want a meal, there are, I think, four more meal places. So go on to dumdydum.com and uh, do the right thing. Now, Lucy. Yes, sorry, had drink, mid, mid-drink then, sorry. <clears throat> All right, okay. Do you want to remind our listeners... Mm. how they can win the accolade of Dumpty Dumber of the Week and see if they can top Curly. Yes, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, give us a plot prediction or cash in your life insurance. Ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe or Skype. But we'll talk about that later. Thanks to lovely Shambridges for her amazing voices, to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to Sarah Smith for sponsoring us. Thank you also to Derek for learning the back bedroom. He was, um, he's been helping up at home farm. Um, Jennifer likes an open fire, and uh, as she said last week. But as he gets older, Brian finds it harder to get wood. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're pro- super filthy, you. Ha! Super filthy. Um, now, you kind of somewhat preempted this. Speak pipe update. I found an alternative, folks, and it's been staring us in the face for weeks. It's called Skype. Yes, folks, to call into the show if you are having issues with blasted speak pipe, just go onto Skype, search for Dumpty Dum, one word, and then call us. It is as simple as that. And it works because Jojo Sexy Heels did it. Yay! Now, Lucy, mm-hmm. an auspicious day is today, November the 9th. Why? It's only Archer skip writer Uncle God Kerry Davis's birthday. Today? Yeah. Yes. Hurrah! I know, actually, I know, because I've just texted him to say happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy birthday, Kerry, and uh, we bless all that's sailing you. Yes. Now, on this week's show, we have calls from Kate Unwin, who does, as she's told, Witherspoon and Angus Haggis, who's been haunted by Scruff, Jojo Sexy Heels, as we said before, who has strong words for Ruth, Andrew Horn, who's glad that Jill is back, and Goddess Diva, who's also back. Yay! But first, before the... Steady on your chair there, love. First, before all the cooler inners and Millie Bell and the outro, it's Lucy B. Freeman and a week in Cambridge. This week was sponsored by people who flatly refused to count their blessings. Bert moaned about having to live in the picturesque home of his employer while his own home is done up. Jill was kept awake with the horror of having to sleep in a gigantic room of a stately home with her loving daughter. Joe had a lovely whinge about having to stay in a five-star hotel for nothing. And Ruth cried when she inherited half a million quid. Oh, the privation! Eddie is all of a sudden jolly keen on seeing Calendar Girls. Now he's realised he gets to see Lizzie in the nip. As he's the only one left in the village who hasn't, it is his turn, to be fair. Susan is wibbling on about character development and motivation and we all know the whole point of the whole Calendar Girls thing is that we get to have a good old snigger at Susan getting her knockers out while Neil goes a lot and there's a lot of uncomfortable jokes about exposure when Robert takes the pictures. (sighs) Over at Brooker's, they were still whinging away about starving to death and not having any clean pants. But we don't understand how Gran took food out of the cold thing and put it in the hot thing and then we ate it. <laughs> and we are throwing our pants on the floor, but somehow they are not appearing back in our drawer again, clean and folded. We don't understand who is doing the magic. So they all trotted off to the ball for pizza. Then, wished they hadn't, when Kenton greeted all by announcing his decision to build a towering inferno on the green to cheer everyone up by burning the village down. It was Kenton and Jolene's cotton anniversary, so Jolene got Kenton a pack of tissues and he got her name written on his arse. Classy. (laughs) Uh, The Fair Brethren got completely carried away about a meeting with Adam and the possibility of share farming. It's like getting the golden ticket, said Rex excitedly, sounding like Charlie Bucket. So off they went to the chocolate factory to see Adam or Willy Wanker. Uh, Rex had created CVs for them that could have won the Man Booker Prize for Fiction, describing Toby as the greatest cattle expert the world has ever seen and who was indeed himself part bullock. It rapidly transpired that Rex thought that cows were sheep without their coats on. They had no loan and no idea. And even a hello clouds, hello trees sort of businessman like Adam could see that they had all the business acumen of Ed Grundy. So he has approached Pip instead, who is now going to become a share farmer in the five minutes she has spare between laying roads, milking cows and writing business plans. No doubt she will be assailed by guilt and Rex and try and wheedle the fair brethren into this arrangement somehow. Pip is obsessed with the fair brethren and is suffering acute mentionitis. Hello, Dad. Oh, that's funny. I said hello to Toby Fairbrother last time I saw him. Isn't that funny, Dad? Rex Fairbrother's funny too, Dad. Hello, Mum. I was just saying to Dad that the Fairbrothers use the word hello too. That village really, really needs to get some more people of Pip's age in it before the poor girl goes completely potty. Jimmus says that all this whinging Hooty Jill has been doing is because of Joe putting the willies up her. I'm glad to hear he's still got it in him. (laughs) Or in Jill, maybe. He's 94, you know. Anyway, Jimmus says the uncanny events are messages from Jill's own unhappy subconscious. Her conscious isn't exactly a bundle of laughs either, to be honest, Jim. Uh, Adam and Charlie had a fun evening at the fireworks. Quite what they found so hilarious, I don't know. But every time there was a crackling and a bang, they were doing pantomime laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Maybe they've both gone (laughs) mad. Charlie, whose entire career has been ruined by cows who made the foolish decision to view putrefying dog pelvis as lunch 
and Adam. I used to have a husband once, you know, Charlie. Oh, ha, 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 ha. I never see him now and neither does his best friend or anyone else. And he works constant night shifts in an empty hotel which has a staff of 5,000 solely employed to look after the Grundies. <laughs> I imagine gay grables like The Shining in winter, with Eddie and Joe tricycling round the empty halls saying, play with us, Ian! In the meantime, Susan was chucking Henry on the bonfire, which obviously went down like a cup of cold sick with Rob. However, things perked up no end at Brooker's after Ruth discovered that me mother was minted. It doesn't matter about the money, Ruth. It's your mother that's important, love, said David, elbowing her out of the way so he could leaf through the BMW catalogue and order a platinum silage clamp. So what Ruth realised she really needed wasn't half a million quid, but a woman for whom the day is not complete unless she's done 14 loads of washing and baked a pie for every meal. So off she went to see Lower Loxley. If Jill would come back at sodding last, she found Jill sitting on top of a pile of luggage, looking hopeful with her elbow resting casually on her writing desk. So Jill will return to Brooker's, brush the cobwebs off the washing machine and get some pies on. And then in a shock surprise <laughs> that nearly all of us saw coming, the Slitheen, with her customary philanthropy and kindness of spirit, has boosted the Grundies out of keepers in a cloud of turkey feathers. As if she was ever <laughs> going to be fitting granite worktops and Tuscan floor tiles for Joe to dribble ferret over. So that's that. <laughs> it's our anus aribilis, said Joe. And <laughs> Hazel Woolley is the biggest anus of the lot. The end. <laughs> Joe didn't say that. No, he didn't. He didn't. He did all. say Anus Aribilis. He said, oh. like the Queen said that year, it's our Anus Aribilis, he said. <laughs> <laughs> How's your awesome, throat doing that, actually? I don't know how he does that so often. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that this week. Good. Yeah. Good. I like, I like, I like the way you ended, at, ended with two references to, you went from Anus, uh, Latin for year, to a uh, reference to Anus. To <laughs> It wasn't so much a reference as the thing, really. Yes, I've given really, up doing yeah. double entendres mm. now. I just do single ones. <laughs> it's quicker. Well done. It was, that was a triumph, Lucy. Splendid. Mm. Now, shall we just crack on with calls? Yes, why not? Smashing. Hello, Ambridge3962. Hello, uh, Kate Unwin here. I'm a first-time caller in and new obsessed fan. Um, and I got a name check in the last podcast, which was a pretty exciting moment, I've got to tell you. Um, I'm a sets and costume theatre designer, installation designer, so I'm doubting I'm going to have much expertise about anything apart from if they talk about some scenery in the Christmas show, so fingers crossed for that. So my archer's claim to fame is that I designed a show that had Kirsty in it, actress Annabelle Dowler, so that's pretty exciting. It was about 10 years ago and I still text her every now and then about Kirsty, like some sort of stalker. And she's as lovely in real life as she is amazing in the archers. So fingers crossed she's going to save the day soon because I can't bear it. Yeah, I just thought I'd call in really because um, Wayfield told me to. Yeah, hopefully I'll have more insightful things to say about the archers at some point in the future. Anyway, um, that's it. I'm, I'm real, still really excited that you said my name. Yeah, yeah, I think I better go. Okay, bye. Well, we have Kate Unwin, who is the world's most overenthusiastic fan. No, she, she's not over-enthusiastic. She's got just about the right <laughs> amount of verbs. She rang in because you told her to, which was very sweet. She said, I haven't got anything to say, but Royfield told me to ring in. <laughs> you know when you just take to a listener? Yes, and I you, And you, you want to hold them close. Yes. yes. That's, that's, I'm getting that feeling with Kate. Bring on the restraining orders. He's <laughs> off again. <laughs> <sighs> yes, we think Annabelle Dowler is lovely as well. She came to our awards thing last year mm -hmm. and yeah. she was fabulous. And I remember talking to Goddess Diva and um, Annabelle Dowler came in and she's got such an amazing voice, such a distinctive voice. And she spotted somebody she knew and said, oh, hello, so-and-so, how are you? And chatted, Goddess Diva was talking to me and suddenly went, oh, that's Kirsty! And it was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's great. So, Royfield, do you now have somebody to do all your bidding? She can be your PA, maybe, Kate. Awesome. Kate, you are most welcome to not only be my PA, but to join the Wonder Women. They haven't had mentioned recently, have they, no. the Wonder Women? Mm. I was thinking of retiring them. I don't think you could retire them. I think they retire you. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. I but just I, thought... I've, I've got a new member of my thing. Have you? Yes, Captain Kev. 
said he wants to be in my posse. All I think I think that's what out. he said anyway. <laughs> I'm zoning out, but go on. Why are you zoning out? Talk about your bloody fans and followers. But go on, Captain Kevin. No, you've got you've got the you've got the Wonder Women, and I've got my posse. And he said he wanted to be in my posse. I think that's what he said anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Let's hope he said that. Yes. And nothing else. No. All right. Oh, we got another call. Uh, with a spoon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy Royfield and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. Angus has been having trouble sleeping all this week. No, it's not Julia's ghost haunting him, but visitations from Scruff's pelvis. Two clarifications about things I said last week. First, when I concluded that Rob wasn't gaslighting Helen, I meant it in the most extreme way, that he didn't want to send her to her grave or to a psychiatric hospital. But he's been so awfully controlling and manipulative this week. I agree with Lucy. When he and Helen speak, I cringe and am tempted to fast forward the podcast past their conversation or to step into the world of Ambridge and punch him in the nose. As the lovely Emily Thomas queried last week, where is Ian when you need him? And frankly, I think I'm as tired of Helen's self-flagellation as I am of Rob's evil doing. We've been speculating that this will all reach a climax and be resolved by the new year. I join everyone in pleading with the powers that be to make sure it happens. My speculation? Helen has a miscarriage, Rob, Rob blames her and reacts violently, so much so that she cannot hide her injuries from others. We'll see. Second, apologies to Lucy. I didn't mean to imply that the Archer boys shouldn't learn to cook. In fact, I could certainly make some rudimentary meals when I was their age, and I definitely knew how to use the washer and dryer. So I blame Ruth and David for not teaching them these basic survival skills. I was focusing my ire on Pip, who had been wasting her time on preparing the business plan for the Fair Brethren, or so we thought it was a waste of time. I held my breath when Adam was interviewing them and was happily shocked when he actually said no to them. Now let's see how she handles breaking the news to them and resists snake-like Toby's attempts to wiggle back into the business picture. Another thought about Ruth. As I have said previously, I empathize with her sadness, but I have little patience for her taking her grief out on David. Damn it, Ruth, it's only a sweater. And gee, with the money from the insurance and the sale of your mother's house, you can build a nice extension onto your own abode and buy a new machine thingamajig that does whatever it does with the feed. Finally, Hazel Woolley has pulled the welcome rug out from the Grundies. Two months to change her mind. Maybe she'll have a Christmas Eve visitation from ghosts in the form of Joe Grundy, Peggy Woolley, and Jack Woolley. She'll awaken to buy a turkey from the Grundies and then send it back to them. One can only hope, after all, as some of you know, I'm a big fan of love, actually. Now that Halloween is over, we're looking forward to the holidays. Angus has put in his request for me to purchase some New World Fowl rather than Goose. Gotta check the Grundy website to see if I can request an overseas delivery. So we'll sign off for this week. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Poor Angus is being haunted by Scruff's pelvis. Oh, it's happened to all of us with a spoon. We've been haunted by a pelvis. I completely agree with your prediction. We've had a couple of really good predictions this week, actually. Uh, yeah. Helen has a miscarriage and uh, Rob blames her. Um, I don't understand why Pip's gone so completely bonkers about the Fairbrothin. I do genuinely think it's because there is nothing else happening. She hasn't got any time to have a social life. She's kind of just stuck with them because there isn't anybody else and so they've become they've assumed an importance in her life that really is completely unwarranted just because there's there's nobody else to fill it really it's tragic <laughs> she really really needs to get a life slash shag slash boyfriend immediately oh uh, yeah i'm very glad that this blooming is jill coming back is she because it's just getting ridiculous this this well, total it was, it was never is she coming back? It was always it's when. when, yeah. But it's this, you know, that the, 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 we're supposed to feel some sort of sympathy, are we? 
for, for, for an entire family who's incapable of putting a load on a washing machine and switching it on. You just think, oh, grow up. Anyway, uh, so I'm very glad that Jill is back. Uh, back where she's supposed to be. Nobody's actually mentioned it to Elizabeth yet, have they? Mm, no. that, that she's leaving. But, but Elizabeth did say within. I don't think. I don't think Heather was even cold before um, Jill started. Yeah. Before uh, Elizabeth started saying, "If you do want to go back, we won't mind." <laughs> uh, that was absolutely dreadful. But this whole thing of them being so inept at looking after themselves is so. It's, it's just in pathetic. stark contrast to the deafness of the writing of Rob and Helen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can't feed us. Oh, everything's a mess. I can't find my keys. My pet. It's like, oh, come on. Everything, you know, it's just, but you made that point in your monologue. It's just pathetic. But I love me some Hootie Jill, and I'm glad that she's going back. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. I hope you can hear this through my cold. Just a couple of points I'd like to uh, mention. First is I, I enjoyed uh, Ruth going to see Jill and actually relying on her for some emotional support, as well as just obviously wanting her back as chief cook, cleaner, and bottle washer. Um, I thought that was uh, that was a nice touch. And the other point I wanted to to bring out was about Rob. Now, uh, well, there's all the usual stuff, but I thought the very clever bit, occasionally he has good ideas that are valid. So the whole Ambridge Tea Shop, Bridge Farm Cafe, it did deserve some discussion and some thought. But then... He reverts to type, he bullies Helen in front of uh, the others, and then when she feels pressurised and makes a decision, he then starts sulking and uh, throwing a proper strop and further bullying at home. But I, I did think, you know, they are giving him glimpses of uh, still of, uh, of goodness. Anyway, that's it. Sorry, it's not very coherent. And uh, speak to you all soon. Bye. Andrew Horn, who sounds very ill. Go and have a lie down, Andrew. But they have to give Rob glimpses of goodness. But as you said, because otherwise, you know, Pat wouldn't be taken in. Tony wouldn't be taken in. You know, so far, it's only really Kirsty and um, and Fallon who uh, who have sort of uh, are getting suspicious. Thank the Lord. I don't, where is Tony? Probably playing Widow Twanky in Exeter or something, isn't he? Um <laughs> So, yeah, and, 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 and it was nice to hear Ruth and Jill that, you know, there is somebody around Ruth who understands because David is a bit bloody useless, really, isn't he? He's hardly the world's most empathic. He's sort of um, he's sort of selfish in a way in that he just thinks about the farm. He can't get really any further than the farm. So when mm. his daughter's graduating, he's just taking calls from the, the milking machine engineer and all that sort of thing. Um oh. I was a little bit surprised by that because I know he that he is he's kind of mono focused on the mm. farm, but he does love his family and he is totally appreciative of Pip and her efforts at uni because she's turned out to be an absolutely top farmer so far. But he was he was he's sort of interested in it because it will benefit him and the farm. I don't mean just him. I don't mean in a purely selfish way. He doesn't see it as selfish at all, but he just sees everything about the longevity and the success of the farm. And he wasn't very happy when she suggested going off to go and be a farmer and, you know, go and go and go um, to Brazil. Yeah. Where the nuts come from. I think it is primarily his focus is the farm and uh, everything gets sort of put through that filter. So everything is, oh, good. Well, that means that you can benefit it in that way. And that, that, you know, because it's all about the inheritance and all the rest of it. Uh, listen, you know what? I, I hear you. But Wouldn't it's... it be awful to have your future mapped out to that extent? Like the Queen? Yeah, to just know. You know. No wonder people go berserk and just run off into the jungle and never come back when they've got that. It's like, you know, inheriting um, a title or, you know, some crumbling old stately home that you don't want really, but you you have to. That you're using the wrong, wrong analogies to get me to be sympathetic. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know, I... I yes, it's just <laughs> awful! <laughs> I've just inherited, uh, you know, a, a thousand-year-old title and um, lots of land and The thing and, is, though, but there's, but, there's, no. but there's never any money. It's, oh. it's, it's huge amounts of money being Duke, spent Duke on... Duke Westminster's got a title and they're known to half Yeah, no, of course. But, I mean, if you're like um, the impoverished aristocracy, then you have got a title, which means jack to most people. And you've got some crumbling thing, which English heritage and 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 everybody, you know, are, des- will fight you tooth and nail if you let it fall into disrepair. 
But at the same time, it costs you a bleeding fortune to keep repairing the thing because it is literally collapsing. Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. Right. If life is going to throw problems at you, <laughs> do that problem that you then, like, start poverty. So I, I kind of hear what you're saying, but I do not agree with one scintilla of okay. my being. Yes, maybe I'm, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> that's not even a first world problem. That is like the 1% of the 1% problem. And it's not a problem, is it? No, I'm thinking of setting up a support group. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. <sighs> okay, I'll shut up. <clears throat> Goddess Diva. That's from the ridiculous to the sublime the other way around. She won't have any sympathy no, for those I know she aristocrats no. that you were just moaning. Know. You know, you were just like trying to get to be sympathetic for her. I earlier. know. Goddess Diva here, and I've been away for a little while. I've been doing things like job applications and campaigning for my council seat and learning Korean. So, Anyong Haseyo, dumpty dum. I wanted to talk, unsurprisingly, about Robin Helen. He's an evil bastard who needs to die, and. I'm going to do one. I'm going to give it a Royfield and say to the script writers because they've started putting doubt in people's minds again. There is that whole part of him which is really, really blatant, and we can see it that he's gaslighting her, he's emotionally abusing her. But then there is also that part that thinks, oh, she's pregnant and needs looking after. Well, do you know what? Fuck that noise. Absolutely shove it up its own asshole because. She is a healthy woman having a healthy pregnancy. And the idea that you have to be wrapped up in cotton wool for nine months is outdated patriarchal bullshit. I'm not having it. The fact that she's feeling a bit fragile is because he keeps doing the swapping and changing of moods and completely throwing her off. That whole, you undermined me, I'm not going to talk to you, slam the door. And then the next time, all sweetness and light, it's just awful and it's textbook it's textbook manipulation textbook gaslighting textbook abusive behavior to be honest i need him to die quite quickly now the the people who on twitter who are entitled to their own opinion even if it isn't the same as mine obviously they're wrong if it isn't the same as mine but they're entitled to it nonetheless people are like actually this would go on for years and years that's one thing but i would like it wrapped up before christmas please for this reason and this reason only, I'm not sure I can keep listening if it keeps carrying on. I know that at all this and less as well has been struggling and there are a group of us now from the Dumpty Dummers who are almost like a support group virtually holding each other's hands while this all goes on. And we know it's happening. It needs to end now. And to be honest, I'd quite like Rob to have gone to the pub, accidentally eaten a bit of dead scruff pelvis and got Clostridium botulinum, which sounds fantastic, doesn't it? If you don't know what it is, it just sounds incredible. It sounds like somewhere you go on holiday and like, oh, where are you going this year? I'm going to, oh, I'm going to Clostridium botulinum. Sounds lovely. What's weather like? Don't like the food, though. Sorry, I'm rambling. Have a brilliant weekend next weekend. I kind of wish I could be with you, but... As I said, applying for jobs, have an interview on Tuesday, but not in time to be able to come to London and, and meet you all. But I'm sending all my love and all my hugs, um, a few titching of must dies into the next. I am. Um... She is uh, looking for a job at the moment. Please give Goddess Diva a job. And um, uh, she's got her council seat. She is standing for her area. She's standing on a Dumpty Dum ticket. Uh, she's going for uh, Saturday Archers episodes, uh, home for the Grundies and enforced castration for Rex Fairbrother. Um, did you see there was a bit in the Times this weekend, I think, about um, people finding the Titchy Knob storyline too hard to listen to? Um, and they were talking, there was a piece about you know, the Archers fans go into rebellion over uh, the Titchen storyline. But it all seems to be a bit circumstantial because the viewing, there's been no drop off in listening figures. Um, I don't, I think it's kind of about even going up slightly, but that of that could be sort of new listeners starting who are replacing the old guard who can't bear to listen to it. But the, the it's called the Rajar figures are the, the, the listening figures. Yeah. And I think they were for, um, they're usually about, I think they're about sort of six months behind. So whether or not that will have any bearing, I think, I don't know. Um, I don't think they're that much behind. Are they not? I, I I didn't think it was six. Maybe months. the old technology. It was it was a long time. I suppose now it's all through DAB and stuff. It's much easier to track. But yes, 
and I know we've had a lot of people on the um, on on um, the forum. on the forum saying I'm I'm just going to have to uh, to zone out for a bit. And I talked to somebody the other day who said I fast forward through. I rec- that they recorded it and they said they f- I fast forward through those bits or I turn it off. If if I if if they're in the first scene, then I turn it off and I turn it back on again about four minutes in, and when, when that scene's finished, because they're finding it too hard. It's like we get the message now. We get it. We get it. We get it. We get what's going on. Stop. Mm. Well, there we will mention this at the end of the show. But Blythe Spirit started um, a rather good thread on the Dungeon Dungeon forum entitled "Rob Titchener Enough Is Enough." But we'll come back to that later. Um, what else did the goddess say? That was it, really. Oh. Okay. Anyway, it's good to have you back, Goddess. Yay. Hi there, Dumpty Dummers. It's Jojo Sexy Heels here, phoning in just to say I'm really glad that uh, Ruth has eaten her humble pie and asked Jill to come back. But some years ago, there was a couple of friends of mine, and I could always tell when they'd had an argument because of the amount of darlings per minute in the conversation when they spoke to each other. And I was reminded of that today, listening to David. Every time he called Ruth love... It really sounded like under his breath he was really saying bitch because, my God, there she is living in a seven and a half million pound farmhouse, just having inherited half a million. And what's she doing? She's still griping and moaning about a jumper getting shrunk. For heaven's sake, girl, get into town, buy yourself a cashmere one. Anyway, that was it for this week. And uh, hopefully I will catch all of the calls next week instead of this week when I overslept and forgot that the poppy day appeal meant that we were going to end up missing the archers, those of us who dialed in at 10 o'clock to the omnibus. Anyway, speak to you all soon and hope to see some of you at the Dumpty Dum get together on Saturday. Okay, bye. And Jojo Sexy Hills, Ruth is Miss Blow Cow. As she's now a millionaire who's moaning about a jumper. But it's all guilt, though, isn't it? It's just, it, it's like she, it feels even worse to be rewarded for something that you feel guilty about. Um, rewarded that your, your only family member has, has died. Yeah. Well, the life insurance and everything, you know, she sort mm. of feels as if she shouldn't have had it. So I think she would probably not give well, it away, you... but she'll put it in trust for the children or something well, like that straight away. Well, it means that Pip's going to get a... Uh share cows whatever the heck yeah they're called yeah you know no fear of that is there no mm. no um yeah that's it for the calls gosh yes uh lovely calls everybody but i hope next week we get a few more now we've got an alternative to bloody speak pipe being up the fritz yeah yeah which is skype everybody what does vladimir say about about it vladimir said niet <laughs> uh, computer says net <laughs> <laughs> and I went dude it's just not working and oh I don't know my guess is that it's all to do with this caching malarkey and that slowly but surely it will start to work because you know when you go onto web pages yeah. Yeah. and web pages for the most part you've been to before and your computer remembers and just drags up what you had before I think that's what's going on and somehow they've not set some kind of cache clear at their end. So people are hitting it and uh, and it says, right, this is version XYZ of SpeakPipe and it connects us their SpeakPipe and it just doesn't work. It's, it's a caching issue. Oh. But slowly but surely, every you know, it will start to work for everybody again. Do you say as caching? Com- I say caching. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. Um, why don't we have a slight break type thing and then come back the other side with a little bit of uh, old Millie Bell who's been scouring the book of face and then we can do hashtag the Archer's Tweets of the Week. It's the story of a cultural superpower that danced and sprinted its way to success. It brought the world reggae, Colin Powell, Rastas, Hip Hop, Bob Marley and much more. Its story is told to you in full colour for your podcasting ears. It's the story of how Jamaica conquered the world. Search for it on iTunes, How Jamaica Conquered the World. It's probably the best least known podcast in podcastdom. Search for it today. Um, my name is Kate. My name's Joe. My name's Nicola. My name is Suzanne Hakimi. My name is Mary Parkinson. I'm in Hope House as a client. Um, I have had addiction issues um, throughout my life, um, um, including an eating disorder, heroin, crack, um, addiction drink, to drugs, methadone, alcohol. I'm here because it got really bad. 
at long last, A Thousand and One Conversations is available to download from iTunes and all good podcatchers. This was a place where women worked to help other women. Sarah Smith cloths are really useful. If you soak them in gin, they make a marvellous Molotov cocktail if you ever get the desire to burn down a yurt. Sarah Smith for the posher washer. Fancy getting your mouth around something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on? Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. G'day everyone, Millie Bell here. I wanted to start my report this week with just something I noticed um, from a reference to the times.co.uk where they talk about, they're talking about Rob Titchener and asking whether he's the most hated man in Britain. The bit that interested me was fans of The Archers have been piling onto the show's Facebook page to complain about one of the rural drama's most despised characters which I found really interesting, and I couldn't read any further on in the article because I'm not a subscriber, but I wondered which page they were talking about, because as you and I know, dear listener, there are several. This week uh, on The Archers, uh, I also wanted to congratulate Ambridge Addicts because they now have 5,000 members, so well done to uh, Tim Allsop and his team. And uh, we were um, interested all this week with uh, Rob and Pete Sutton and Ambridge Addicts said, Rob's vileness to Helen hasn't reached the stage where she can be certain he's a wronger. It's all the kind of stuff she could blame on herself in her state. It will take actual physical force before she knows for sure. Rob's gone to the pub. Is he a known drinker? And is he drinking a brand of lager known as Wife Eater or is he too cunning to cross that threshold? <laughs> Very nice, Pete. Stuart Arundel um, was commenting on Sally and Russell's commenting upstairs at the pool, saying, I think Helen knows full well that she's made a catastrophic mistake marrying Rob. She's just too proud and self-centred to admit it. Ooh, a little unkind to, to Helen. I, I think it's reasonable for her to have doubts. Uh, Sally Ann Russell, also in upstairs at the pool, said, I don't fancy Rob's chances in trying to dominate the two village girls, Fallon and Emma. Now, that is an interesting storyline. And that keeps ticking along. It'll be interesting to see if they do move in in a month. Grain Athorn in Ambridge Attic says, I'm reading the posts about the Helen Robb storyline with interest at the moment, particularly those who are finding it difficult to listen to. Having spent my whole career in law enforcement, frankly, coming home to the artist is light relief. As awful as this storyline is, it's very accurate and beautifully written. Bravo to the writers and editors. Here, here, say I. And Hayden Seymour, in Archer's Appreciation, says, Finally, Henry has a proper male role model in Dob. Better than his drip of a grandfather. And there is a chance that Bridge Farm could make decent profit with Robert the Helm. Let's hope that he can turn the Tom Archer brand around and sort the whole family out. I just hope that Helen realises what a catch he is and doesn't let Kirsty steal him away. Mm, Hayden, I think you're being a bit of a stirrer. On our page, uh, we said, If the Grundys have to leave keepers, where will they go and who will replace them? And Candida Beeching said, oh, God, is it going to be the Fair Brethren, isn't it? I hope not. And Philip Townley was concerned about that too. We also asked you whether you've ever been inspired to do something because an Ambridge resident has done it. Jacqueline Burfo says, not really, but there's been plenty of times when I didn't do something because an Ambridge resident did. Um, I was invited very recently to join my Kate-like sister-in-law on a well-being weekend. I declined. I am more like Lillian than Kate. <laughs> well, we're all pleased to know that. Uh, Rachel told her that she had been inspired to make chili. Cheeky girl. And uh, Judith Lawrence said, on a slightly more serious note, the Rob and Helen story has led me to reflect on a friend's relationship and whether there is more to it than immediately obvious. I've supported her over some relatively trivial stuff but she knows I'm here if she needs me and would support her wholeheartedly. And that made me realise that, yes, the reason why we all love the artists is because somehow, somewhere along the line, it touches our lives, doesn't it? Whether you've had babies at the same time as Ruth or you have teenage children or you have someone who's unwell, it does touch us and that's why we continue to listen to it. So have a great week, everybody. I look forward very much to reading all your comments this week. Hooroo! (laughs) 
Thank you, Millie. Thank you. You know what we should do? What? Next year, we should have a whip round, pay for old Millie to jump on a plane and join us. <laughs> That's going to be one hell of a whip round, blimey. <laughs> well, I reckon she has so many admirers that, you know, if we were to say, look, you know, we need to get Millie from Melbourne to London, uh, I reckon we could do it. I reckon yeah. we could do it. Especially as people will be so used to donating on a charitable way for Dum Dee Dum because, because of our calendar, which we're going to do. Oh, yes. Mm. So we have another recruit. Philippa Davy. Yes. Mm. She's, um, she's one of my Tweet of the Weeks. Is she? Tweets of the Week. Of tweet of the Weeks. No, she's not Tweet. She's in the Tweet of the Weeks, mm. but she's not Tweet of the Week. Can I just say something? And of course. That Philippa Davy mm. and, and uh, Mr Davy, whose mm. first name escapes me, are they a pair of sauce buckets? They are, aren't they? Uh, they really are. I Little monkeys. They they. They're a bit, they have a, a healthy goings on, them pair, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> you look at their tweets and <laughs> well done, well done Davies. <laughs> I'm amazed I've got the energy to tweet, to be honest. <laughs> wow. You know, well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I advise anybody who wants to see a, a healthy marriage in, in action <laughs> to, to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Mr. and Mrs. Davies. Anyway, <laughs> Lucy, why don't you tell us about yeah, the hashtag tweets of the last seven days? Greaves uh, E17, aka Derek Fletcher. Just cleaned the Arga with a posh Sarah Smith cloth. Dumpty Dum made me do it, and very shiny it is now too. Then he's put two spaces in the word smeg. <laughs> I think what he means is he hasn't got an Arga. He's got a smeg thing. Um, Deborah C. Now, this is not funny. It is an excellent prediction, which made me go, oh, when I read it. It'll all, this is about the Grundies uh, being homeless yet again. It'll all be fine because Oliver is going to die off camera in Italy and leave Grange Farm to Ed. Wouldn't that be lovely? Well, that is actually what's going to happen. Do you think? When he pops his clogs, isn't it? Mm. The Grundies are going to come back into it. And yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But I don't know if he's going to die in Tuscany. I don't want Oliver to die. Well, what about it's Caroline? Unless they both... Maybe character. they both die in a Tuscan grape-squishing accident or something. Oh, God. Olive. Well, or when they, they get... They choke on Olive on, simultaneously. Let's hope Isis don't put some on their plane when they come back or something. <laughs> I don't think ISIS have started targeting fictional characters yet, have they? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Joe talk, ISIS! <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentalist! No. <laughs> Islam! <sighs> Enough of this. Uh, yes, right. Uh. Lucy Jordan. If Ruth is going to start feeling herself again, can it happen off air, please? <laughs> Uh, Philippa Davy, the sauce pot. Mm. Hey, Lucy V. Freeman, I am up for the calendar. An artfully placed Dumpty Num mug and an auntie cardboard ginger biscuit or a dead dog pelvis. <laughs> I would suggest not the dead dog pelvis because I think it would be off-putting. Um, what did Mr. Davy say about... She's done this before or Yes, so. for the cricket, Plymouth cricket, women's cricket team. I might have to Google that. Mm. Googly it. Hey, boom, boom. Um, and don't drown it uh, is Tweet of the Week. <laughs> this is about the, um, the the cow sharing thing. Pip would be perfect. She stuck her last job for four days. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, everybody. Carry on. All right. Um, I will. And I will carry on by saying, go to dumdum.com where you can buy and read stuff and commune with fellow dumdy-dummers. Currently, as I said before, there is a rather excellent thread started on a forum by Blythe Spirit entitled... Rob Titchener, Enough is Enough, which has great contributions from Samantha Dean, Miss Mid-City, Ms. Bubbles, Katie King, who range from It's Too Much to... It's so well written. So you too, good listener, should join in. It is absolutely uh, brilliant. And um, 
they have written kind of weighty tomes there. So it's not like it, it is not like looking at um, a bunch of tweets. You know, the these people have actually sat down and considered this. It's not froth. It's the New Yorker, basically. Absolutely, absolutely, or the Atlantic, mm. or what, what other kind of tome has lots of words in it? Times Literary Supplement. There you go. That's what it is. To have a, a you know an analogy this side of the Atlantic, uh, but it's all bloody good stuff. So you two, why don't you join in with that and tell us your thoughts and feelings on the Rob Titchener slow burn storyline? Um, remember, you can also add your own articles to the site, comment on the shows. And message each of the listeners and caller inners. Quite simply, all you do is you click on their name, go onto their page, and you can message them and say, I think you're awesome, and you can arrange dates with them or whatever funny goings on that you want to do with them. So you can do that all on dumdydum.com. Lucy, mm-hmm. we've got a review in the US iTunes store, which I think you should read out. <gasps> oh, it's a five star from Susie GCG. She says, this, bri- Ooh, this is embarrassing having to read out nice things. This brilliant podcast is the absolute highlight of my week, so much so that I listen to it even when New Archer's episodes are available. Lucy's reliably hilarious summary of the week in Ambridge. Royfield's dry wit, their thoughtful repartee. Thoughtful? I'm not sure she's listening to us. And the community of commenters <laughs> and caller-innerers they have nurtured are a joy, essential listening for any Archer's fan. Thank you very much, Susie. That is lovely. What a yes. nice thing to say. It is, it is, it is. And um, you also, too, good listener, if you haven't written a review for us on iTunes, please go do that because it means that more people listen to the show and, you know, points mean, points mean prizes. So go do that. Um, If you would like to help keep our little ramsapple show on the road, there are a couple of ways that can be done. Go to patreon.com forward slash dumpty dump. And find us to support the show for $2. Or if you want to just donate, you can go to dumptydum.com and hit the donate button on the site to enable me to buy more scented candles to burn while I'm recording the <laughs> podcast and set fire to my mic lead, which is what happened last week. Goodness. Mm. Um, remember to get in contact with us. You can try speak pipe on the site. You can also try it and call us on zero two zero three zero three one three one zero five to leave us a telephone message. Or now we have Skype bringing up the rear as the third way which you can kind of leave a voice message for us. Quite simply, go onto Skype, type in dumdy dum, which is just one word. And then hit call. Uh, You'll hear somebody saying, we're not available, but really we are. You can just leave us a message and then you can get yourself on the show. So no excuses from here on in, folks. Oh, by the way, talking about people with excuses, Dusty tried uh, numerous methods last week to call us. And um, she looked rather lovely on the old book of face, Lucy, because it was her daughter's wedding oh lovely preserver in her because it was it, it all went a bit because they the place they were going to have the wedding at originally burnt down what it was a stately home and it caught fire Good and they had they only had what like a couple of tough trying to get his insurance <laughs> or whatever <laughs> they only had a couple of months to find somewhere new so i'm so glad it all went off well i hope it wasn't that awful day where it chucked it down all day did it look rainy well I don't know if it was rainy because the picture I saw was her and her kids and with a daughter and uh, a new son-in-law indoors. But she's a she's a handsome woman. She Dusty. is. Well done, Dusty. You look lovely, love. Um, is she also, coming on Saturday? She is. Woo! Uh, she'll be coming as somebody called Denise Tomlinson. Don't know her. No, me no. either. Uh, yes, but she's coming. And remember, folks, uh, there's only four more spaces left for meals, uh, but you can come along and have a drink. So get that done. Uh, that's Facebook. Oh, if you if we are on Facebook, aren't we, Lucy? Uh, simply go to Facebook, whack in Dumpty Dump, you can find us on there and just like and join in the stuff. Or on the Twitters where you can find us where we're at Dumpty Dump, or you can tweet me, I'm at Royfield. Or me at Lucy V. Freeman or Sarah Smith at Sarah underscore Smith. You know, I've been thinking, Lucy. What is that, Rolf? You know, you are reliably hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm somewhat hit and miss. Uh. <laughs> More miss than hit. 
Well, I was thinking that maybe in a couple of weeks' time, I should um, give Andrew Horn a go. Beg your or pardon. Maybe you oh, should. I see. Yes. Um, yes. That's why not. Yes. Let's give Andrew Horn a go. Yeah. So he can be me. Okay. But I've told him he's under. He, he cannot show me up by being absolutely excellent. Right. What's right. he going for? Mediocre. Should I stop him if he starts getting too good? <laughs> well, I've never risen above mediocre on this. Okay. So he needs to be a couple of shades less than mediocre. Okay. Because I want there to be a utter clamour. shades of mediocre, with... that's what we go for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want there to be an utter clamour. Oh, my God, it's a Roy Field back. But no, no, no. Andrew will be doing this, folks, in um, a couple of weeks as a bit of a one-off. And best of luck to you, sir, because he's all excited <laughs> about sliding up next to you and uh, being your on-air pal. Sitting on the edge of the bed in 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 the back bedroom. Mm-hmm. Do you think I should? Do you think I need to meet up with him for several in-depth rehearsals? Well, how many rehearsals did we have before we did the first show? <laughs> you scared the life out of me because I said, "So we'll be doing practice one." Then you said, "No, we're just going to make all our mistakes in the full glare of the internet." You said, <laughs> and I thought, "I oh, will be joking," and you weren't, were you? No. Oh, God. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Paul Charles Wilkins has just paid for his meal and will be coming along. Yay! Yay, indeed. All right, so uh, Lucy V. Freeman, you got anything to say before we go? No. Nope. Uh, okay, all right then. Goodbye, have you, Lucy. Have you or not? Uh, nah. Okay. All right then. Cool. Smash See you on Saturday, done. chaps. <laughs> Let me know when we're ready to go because um, yeah, I, yeah, no, I've, no, like now. No, I'm, no. okay, because I'm turning the show into the news quiz just because something came through this morning that really made me laugh, right? Okay. Cool. Because of my, in my other life, my journalism life, I get a scintillating publication called Local Government News, right? Hmm. And do you know what the headline is for today? Um, no. Sex toy forces closure of council bake sale. <laughs> I tell you what, all of us on this list that get this publication, you give it a cursory, and this time everyone was a what? (laughs) I think I was sent it by about 14 different people within the first five minutes of it coming out. It is the best headline they have ever had. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. Uh, That is spectacular. It is. And also deeply disturbing, but never mind. (laughs) 